Christmas Day tragedy topping national news this morning. Colorado police say a couple died in a murder-suicide. So this happened at a Jehovah's Witness. Well, hello, guys. David's voice here. Whoa, it's beautiful here in Alabama, and the sun is out. Winter's over, I guess. I don't know, at least for my little neck of the woods, woods for the time being. Guys, I've got a... No, oh, i got something so important to tell you. Very important, and it will be particularly interesting for ex-Jehovah's Witnesses. I'm about to show you something you've probably never heard before. Now, this thing I'm going to show you is out there, and there's a lot of ex-Jehovah's Witness programs out there that has shown a couple of these clips and, and have talked about this. So, some of you know about this, but... Yesterday, we didn't know a few of the details that I know now, and I'm going to show you something that is disturbing, not just for ex-Jehovah's Witnesses, but for everybody. I may have figured out how they're doing these false, flappy things on the pole, if you know what I mean, the little pole that goes up and the little flappy thing, and there's false ones, and S-H-O-O, -O, you know, thingies, T-I-N-G's that are going around. Where do they come up with the actors? I mean, because some of them are false, you know, and, and so w we haven't been able to figure out where we get the actors, or, I mean, who's providing, you know, there have been a lot of videos about BLM or Antifa or something like this. Uh, Acorn, remember, produced Obama. They do these little stunts and they go around and then they put it on the media and everybody's like, oh my goodness, this is crazy. And there was even, remember back in the day, I don't know, a few years ago, we would see advertisements in the paper where they would be calling for crisis actors, they would have these drills that would go just before an actual event that they claimed was an actual event, but they had it all set up already. They they were drilling and doing trial drills, or I don't remember the name of that word that they used, but you know how at school when you'd have a fire drill just to see what would happen if it happened in real life? Well, they have these they had these all over the place. They would film, of course, this actor crisis drill. And they would film it the next day and say it was real. Now, this happened. So, I probably shouldn't say too much more about that. But, a lot of people couldn't believe that they would do something like that. Even though you could show the evidence that somebody had done it. People were saying it was financed by George Soros and all of this. But it was hard for people to wrap their minds around who would participate and not tell. Like, how, why would there be people that would be paid to do this and not speak out when it was national news? Say, hey, this is crazy. They paid me to do that. Right? I don't care whether they paid me, what, $300? I'm not going to, I don't care about that. I want to go out there and tell the world that this happened. So, if they have such a thing as a crisis, <clears throat> then they can't be normal people. They've got to be somebody. And I was thinking at the time, well, there must be this elite group of people around the world, you know, like we have today that runs Hollywood, right? The actors that know stuff, you know, millionaires that know stuff about what they're doing. People that go and attend the Bohemian Grove every year, right? That end up becoming presidents and governors and important people. Well, they already know what they're doing, but they don't let us know. It's secret. That's why you can't go to the Bohemian Grove. So we thought, okay, that's what it is. It's just all these Masons. Because the Masons is a secret organization. Well, what I've been showing you guys lately is that the Masons are uh, at the top of the pack. But there are other groups, like the was Witnesses. And they use these particular organizations for different things. There may be several, quite a few different organizations that are used. For different things. Now, when you have an organization as tight as the more witnesses, both of which are very secretive, they don't really get involved with the world 
in the, in the same way that the other people do. For instance, they go on these missions when they're 18 or whatever. And for two years, they learn other languages. They use them in FBI, you know, because they learn, learn other foreign languages. And they're trained never to, to lie or to, to disobey. They keep secrets because they're vetted. They're trained and they know that they've brainwashed them with MK mind altering propaganda. They believe in some particular religion or priesthood or whatever. They believe in it so that they, they think that if they ever told anything that they were, it was divulged to them and they ever told somebody else that not only would they be hunted down and probably killed, but they believe they were born into it. They're steeped into it by joining a, a what they call their priesthood with witnesses it's a ministerial school which is a priesthood school different names but you they encourage you to to start you when you're young i i joined the ministerial school when i was 6 was giving talks from the platform going out and propagandizing the world but you're being taught how to dress, how to act, how to be an orator, how to communicate, and never and, and to work your way up through the priesthood to become first a ministerial servant and then an elder and beyond a regional elder or an overseer or a district or whatever, or possibly going to Bethel or Gilead. And you have a seat then right into the New World Order. But you believe it and you think that if you disobey Jehovah, it's his organization. If you do anything wrong, I mean, you believe this to your core, then you're not going to survive Armageddon and you're going to be forever thrown into oblivion and you'll never, ever see your family ever again. So this is true with the Mormons. And there's one other organization that, other than the Masonic halls, the Witness Kingdom halls, the Mormon temples and their churches, there's another organization that I believe is probably above those witnesses and Mormons, and that is, how do I put this, the synagogue. Yes, and I will show you evidence of that in this video, just briefly, just real briefly here. As an example, there was a while back, there was this um, tragic, I don't know, serial terrorist killer or whatever that was running around New York or somewhere. And he called himself the son of Sam. That's all we ever really heard about it. What the guy did was like some kind of ritualistic sacrifices and terrible, gruesome, you know, maybe pedophile. We don't even know. I believe this is what this whole Epstein thing is, but we'll get to that later. Terrible things are going on. The world just thought it was some crazy guy. Well, this son of Sam, if you look into it, was member of the, you know, Senna, yeah, Gog. His name was Berkstein or something. I don't remember the exact name. So, and I've seen this. But you see these terrible killers and murderers and Serial killer. And yet, how in the world can any human being ever do anything such as this? And they tell us that these are just evil people. That people are just evil. And if we don't have society and laws and police, that, that perhaps you could be like that. I mean, human beings do stuff like that. What I'm about to tell you is that human beings probably never do stuff like that. They have to be trained and driven to insanity perhaps with MK mind control, CIA, and how does the CIA do such a thing with these organizations? So the synagogue and the Hovas, you know, witnesses and the Mormons and these groups are MK mind altering programs upon society. They don't know what they're doing. They're not really even responsible. And so this is why you find lots of pedophilia, lots and lots in the Catholic Church and in Mormons and witnesses because, well, with Mormons, it's polygamy and stuff like that. But they get away with all of this because they're, they're kind of like their own little government and 
the higher ups, remember the Masons run the the police, they run the lawyers, the judges, everything's run by these guys. The banks, they got they got their little echelons, and the people that get privileges are in these little groups, the highest of which is the Sinna. Yeah. Gog. And the others is probably those witnesses they started they got a well they work together in Hollywood. There's a lot of these other people and the other people and Scientology's another big one that is working with the Satanism, there's a lot of coven, Satan, satanic covens, I should say, that are around the world. They're very high up in with in the elite echelons. And that's another very big group that is taught to do evil. And with mind control, they're brought to this place where they believe that somehow or another they should participate in all of this stuff. But they're not, it's not really a religion, it's a front. Now, there are people that go to these religions because they, they, they're brainwashing all of the children, you know, with these hand signs and the, the rock and roll and all the movies and stuff. So there's lots of purposes for all of this, but they use these organizations for different things. But I now am about to show you that these witnesses knew about this event that happened on Christmas before it happened, and they sent a broadcast out to their upper echelon to tell them what they were going to say to the media and what they were going to do about it and how they were going to handle the situation. And they feel that they can kill these kinds of people. The, the, whoever these people, government or whatever, they can go and kill them because they've made an oath. They've sworn, basically sold their soul, if you want to look at it that way. They may not have understood it as selling their soul, but they willfully made an agreement to do what, you know, lie, whatever they got to do. To keep these secrets. So, in the case of the group we've been talking about, you have to do everything you're told or else you're done. They shun you. But it isn't just, oh, a couple of people shun you. You lose everything. They don't give you a job. Now, what I've been showing is Jehovah's Witnesses, because of this tight-knit group, they can use them. The Mormons are used in the FBI and political things, government. But Jehovah's Witnesses are used in business, they run corporations and business. They can trust them. They they train them. A little suit and tie. They write everything down. A little journal. They they keep track of their hours. They learn how to be public speakers. They learn how to dress right. Get into a certain groove where they have to have a certain dress code, and they never lie and they keep their secrets. Most Jehovah's Witnesses that are not elders, they don't rise up the priesthood. They don't know the ministerial school. They do not know that the elders keep secrets. They have their own books. And there are secret me, uh, there's a secret broadcast group we're talking about. This is give to only high up members. That I guess, I don't even know if the elders all get to see it, but the, maybe the, the district overseers and the regional and so forth. I don't know. Maybe all the way down to certain of the elders. But in this broadcast, they divulge information that's never supposed to be known by the public, or even the group we're talking about, is they never know this is happening. And so I'm going to show you a broadcast that was sent out 24 hours in advance of this, what we're going to call a false FLA, you know, G, and we're going to show you what particular event we're talking about. It was a, it was one that happened in Denver on Christmas or something, Sunday, and we're going to show a clip of this broadcast that you're not supposed to see. I never knew in my entire life, growing up as Jehovah's Witness, they had these kinds of broadcasts. Where it's kind of like the news, where they tell the, only the news pertinent to the elders and what they're going to do and how to handle certain situations. This went out 24 hours before this event to tell the people what to do in case of this event. They basically said, it's going to happen. I will show you the clip. There's a whole bunch of stuff I want to share with you. The first clip is just going to be to, to show you a news clip to show you exactly what actually happened. And then I'm going to show you the other clip, and then we're going to talk about it. This is going to blow your living mind to find out that witnesses have been used as a closed-door society where... People don't tell what they're doing and the higher-ups are doing some bad, bad things. 
including purposefully bringing on the new world order by taking down the present world order. They're, as we said the other day, they are the ones, this is Charles Taze Russell, that financed and, well, I didn't think they actually financed it, but they were the ones who were who got the financing from the big banks because they're all in it together. And, you know, Charles Taze Russell was a Freemason. And he was the one that brought these Bavarians over right after the First World War. He started bringing them over and they made Hollywood. So let me show you what we're talking about. First clip that just basically says what happened. And then we're going to go to the private broadcast witnesses to their higher ups admitting that this was about to happen and what to do about it. Today, we're getting a better idea of what happened yesterday on Christmas morning when a man killed his wife and then himself at a Thornton House of Worship. Kevin Vaughn from our 9 Wants to Know team talked with a witness and the police today. He's walking us now through a sequence of events. Pretty confusing day. Tom, we should note that of his witnesses do not celebrate Christmas, but this congregation's normal Sunday gathering was set for 9.30 a.m. A few minutes after 9 a.m., police tell us there was one person inside the Kingdom Hall of Witnesses in Thornton and two others in the parking lot, a husband and wife who were former members of the congregation. I just heard arguing, so I opened up the front door and I didn't see anybody. Tawny Ansel was across the street, wrapping a few last-minute gifts. At first, she saw nothing ominous and closed her door. And then I heard more arguing, and then we heard glass break. According to Thornton police, that's when three pipe bomb-like devices were thrown through a front window. And then I heard, a, like, a big bang. And then a couple seconds later, I heard another big bang. Those bangs were gunfire. As police tell us, the man shot and killed his wife in the parking lot, moved a short distance away, and ended his own life. Roughly 24 hours later, as a crew was replacing that broken window and a carpet cleaning truck groaned, Ansel was left to contemplate what she'd heard and seen. They're really nice people. They're really humble. They're, they're super, super nice. I didn't expect nothing like this from them. A small number of people were, were arriving for that 9.30 a.m. meeting as this incident unfolded. Thornton police tell us those witnesses have been interviewed. In the meantime, the Adams County Coroner's Office has not yet made public the identities of the two people who died. It seems like officials are being tight-lipped still about exactly what they do know or, or what they think may have happened. That's true. We have been told that this couple were former members of this congregation, for example, but a person with this witness I spoke to a little while ago would not say anything about how long they'd been members, when they had left, any of that kind of stuff. And it's been the same with the police and the coroner's office as well. Very little new information today. All right, there you have it. That's all they said at the beginning, and it's pretty much all they're going to say. But notice that the news agency said, look, they're not telling us who these people are and what's going on. They were former members. Hmm, do you think they might have been disfellowshipped? Or is this, like we were saying, maybe staged? It's very interesting that it happened on Christmas. If these were former members, why would they care about it happening on Christmas. Um, there's some odd things when you think about it. There are names that we will show you. The people that were involved that had these odd names. First, I'm going to show you this clip of this guy who's got some inside information about this. That this is what we're saying it is. And then I'm going, and this is where I heard about this. And then I'm going to show you the broadcast. Yeah. So you're going to tell me that this is a coincidence that the PID group that was under Robert Hendrickson happened to know the exact event that was going to happen in 24 hours and that a secret message was sent to the PID group? Did you notice how scared he was or how hard he was trying to get those words out when he was saying what he was saying? He was openly nervous making this video did you see the hand movement because he knows that people are watching and if this gets out the police might pay attention all right guys 24 hours prior to this whole thing this is what they did on this private broadcast but then there's a second point here that's mentioned uh aaron about emergency or notorious event emergency or notorious event well, i didn't know we had anything to do with that I didn't know we had anything to do with that. 
Yeah, this is going to be this is going to be this is going to be something completely new for us. Completely new for us. Something completely new for us. And anybody that watches the news knows that these notorious events seem to happen every week and they affect our brotherhood. Here we're going to be gathered together in these venues. We're going to do our level best to keep things safe, but but if there is something that happens, but if there is something that happens, but if there is something that happens that is traumatic, PID and specifically those local spokesmen are going to need to know how to handle those situations in the right way. That is traumatic, PID and specifically those local spokesmen are going to need to know how to handle those situations in the right way. Yeah, indeed, and we'll we'll talk a little bit about that in, in a moment. Um, we 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 know. His angels have protected our conventions. We also know that bad things happen to people. We don't know how balances those things. We just don't. We don't know how high the hedge is. Um, and we don't know whether something will happen. Um, and we don't know whether something will happen in this system of things, whether there'll be a being at a kingdom hall, being at a kingdom hall, or whether they'll have, will have a, a, a threat uh, a bomb or a bomb threat or a shoot or a shooting or a shoot or a significant event we've we have had even at the local assembly halls here somebody mowed down on the sidewalk we also know that bad things happen to jehovah's people we don't know how jehovah balances those things we just don't we don't know how high the hedge is um, and we don't know whether something will happen in this system of things whether they'll be a, at a kingdom hall or at a convention or whether they'll have, will have a, a, a threat or a shooting or a significant event, whether they'll be a shooting at a kingdom hall or at a convention or whether they'll have, will have a, a, a threat or a shooting or a significant event. We've, we have had, even at the local assembly halls here, somebody mowed down. So... I couldn't find anything more on this situation on YouTube or any of the clips that I found. But I did find this article and it says some interesting things, little added things here that I wanted to share with you. Said the, yeah, those people at the Kingdom Hall shooter had previously threatened wife. A former co-worker wrote in a filing for a protection order that Enoch Apodaca that he would shoot his wife and a union representative. Ah, so this goes much bigger than just his wife. And they want you to believe that he's a terrible guy that was his wife. But as you'll see here, his wife was in on it. They were both former men members, but it's going to show you that they're, they were they were disfellowship. So he's mad. These two people are mad. So mad that they, they, they were so stressed and, and, and mentally ill over all of this, whatever injustice they, they endured, that they killed themselves. Both of them were willing to die for this. Or at least we know one thing. After reading this article, we'll find that the wife as well was in on putting the B-O-M-Bs in the window at the Kingdom Hall. So they were both in on whatever they were doing that day. And now we, as we see, there is some other things involved. This union representative at his employment. Remember we said that witnesses give you jobs and you work your way up and you become a CEO or a manager. You, you have a good job. As long as you are a, a good foreman or a good witness, they give you a good job. But you have to do what you're told and go up through the ranks. So let's see what's going on with this union representative. So it says, Thornton, Colorado, the man who killed his wife and then himself at this place where we're talking about in Thornton on Christmas morning had threatened to his wife and former co-workers, plural, about a year before the violence unfolded. This had been going on for a long time. The new information comes from court filings obtained by Nine News. 
Late Tuesday, the Adams County Coroner's Office identified the couple as 46-year-old Enoch Apodoca and his wife, 44-year-old Melissa Apodaca. I think it's weird the names that I hear when I'm looking at these events. Her name is Melissa. His name is Enoch. Keep that in mind as we go. This organization does not celebrate Christmas, but the Sherylwood congregation's regular Sunday meeting was set to begin at 9.30 a.m. A few minutes after 9 a.m., Thornton police responded to a call of a structure fire at the hall. They give you the address, 951. That's a six and a nine. Milky Way, interesting road, Milky Way. When officers arrived, they found that Enoch had fatally shot Melissa. Remember, we were talking about the Melissa meaning honey or they were priestesses at the Artemis Temple. Now, the reason that this is important when I say look at the names, because I believe that everything that's going on is going to be secret and coded so that it's, it's like when they were having World War II. The Japanese could listen into our conversations and find out what we were doing. So they had to have a code language. Well, they found that the Navajo, their language was not known by anyone except the Navajo, and the Japanese could not crack that, that language. So they had the Navajo tell all the secret information that they were going to do. And then they would go, so they would tell it over the radio with the Navajo language, and then they would go and tell the other people. So it was a coded language for certain ears. I don't know, but it's interesting that the father is Enoch, or the husband, and the wife is Melissa. Because Enoch would certainly be the chief of men, so if he's the one in charge, he would be called Enoch. And his wife, Melissa, would be the little queen bee or the helper or the priestess that's doing the job with the priest. And the Apodaca, now that may be an actual name. It sounds Spanish. And that is a more or less Spanish surname, a, a pretty high up royal surname. So if it's a real name, then they may have been um, I noticed, I believe that congregation has Spanish congregation and an English congregation. So they may have been from Mexico or Spain and of some kind of particular clout. It could be some kind of an elite bloodline name. We don't know, but I'm saying that's a possibility. So let's go forward. It says, so Enoch Apodaca had fatal. Melissa Apodaca in the parking lot and then killed himself a short distance away. A spokesman for Thornton Police said the two were married and were former members of the Kingdom Hall congregations. Well, uh, if they were former members, that means they probably were disfellowshipped. And even if they quit on their own, right, they weren't disfellowshipped, they end up disfellowshipping you. If you just quit, right? They don't like, if anybody's baptized and they don't hang around and continue to be a publisher and they start disagreeing or having problems, they disfellowship you. So we can almost certainly say they were disfellowshipped if these were really, if this was not some sort of undercover staged event. The attack began when someone threw three pipes, pipe by nature devices through a window. See, first of all, that does not sound like an, a former or an ex-member. I understand, you know, I mean a real rank-and-file peasant. Businesses may be disillusioned. They may go commit suicide if they feel like they've been thrown out and they're shunned and it's a terrible experience. And they may go out and commit suicide or even, or even have a fight with their wife. Maybe, possibly, they would kill each other or something in a... In a homicide, you know, uh, suicide situation. I guess that could happen. I think it would be rare. But to decide to make a pipe and place 
three of them at the Kingdom Hall inside the building that there, where there might be their families and friends in there. You know, not everybody there might, they might not be angry at everybody in the Kingdom Hall, maybe just the elders. That doesn't sound normal. And then they had, you'll, you'll find out that they did this. They've been making them in their apartment. This does not sound like ex-Jehovah's Witnesses. And they went and they were going to use them against this company, the union representative or something like that. He was mad with this company that fired him, which I'm sure had something to do with their, their disgruntledness. Court documents obtained by Nine News show that a former co-worker of Enoch, Apodaca, applied for a protection order against him in December of 2021. Interesting that he applied for a protection order. Now, what's interesting about that? Well, isn't it just coincidental that it was all done legally? These witnesses don't leave any leaf unturned. A year in advance, if this is all staged, they went down and got a legal document to show that they are not responsible, this guy's crazy, or something like that. Look, a year in advance, we knew the guy was crazy. The person wrote that Enoch was fired from the company in June of 2021, but did not indicate why he was terminated. The person wrote that a representative from the IBEW Local 68 spoke, I don't know what that is, with Enoch, and during their conversation, Enoch said he would his wife and the union representative as well. According to the filing, Enoch also said he would come after others. See, this doesn't sound like some former was witness at all. And yeah, guys, anything could happen. But I'm just pointing out that with everything else we know, a lot of peculiarities, none of this is adding up. So he was going to come after others at the company who he believed were responsible for his job loss. Now, why would they, why would somebody be so angry that he got fired? Unless it was a conspiracy because he was shunned by the organization. Remember, they run governments, you know, well, they run corporations, they run Hollywood, they run banks. I personally know a witness that was an elder where I went. He owned a bank. Yeah, you have to have millions and millions of dollars to own a bank. I guarantee it. So, a spokesman for the Adams County Sheriff's Office confirmed that their yeah, that thing, the squad, went to the Union Hall at 5660 Logan Street. 566. There's always a lot of sixes in here, as you'll see here in a minute. Logan Street. To check for explosive devices on the day of the meeting at the Hall. The, yeah, B-O-M-B squad also went to that guy's home at a mobile home park on Zuni Street. It was unclear what, if anything, was found at those locations. Okay, this is uh, CPR, some website. Man suspected in Thornton murder, suicide, had previously threatened to kill his wife and others. A former employee says. There's the hall. And it says, local authorities, this is where we're going to get into some really interesting things. The local authorities on Tuesday identified Enoch and Melissa. Susanna, we've been talking about Susan lately, haven't we? You know, the city of Shushan in, in Elam. We were talking about that the other day. So he was 46, she was 44. As the deceased in a murder-suicide and apparent attempted arson. At around 8.45 a.m. Sunday, which is another interesting thing because I've read a couple few articles and they says it was right around 9 o'clock that this happened in the morning. And the services were going to start at 9.30. Well, I saw on another clip where the guy being interviewed there said it happened around 7 in the morning. He heard the shots. Police say the couple were former members of the congregation. Well, this terrible happened any days, but mostly in the, in the morning for time to the church open. 7.30 in the first service. I just heard uh, two shots in the morning, like at 7.30. And uh, I just look at my window, and uh, I don't I don't see too much. It's just I see a couple cars, and after that, 
there's a lot of police cars coming and see everything and my home uh, security videos and I'm checking I see one of the trucks come and another car behind it and with the body to the lady just be on the ground I don't know what what is the the uh, mix up there maybe it's just the guy had been mistaken and it was really nine but there was this guy that they interviewed that said it happened around seven so he says, Apodaca entered the International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers Local Union 68 with what appeared to be a bucket. He left after only a brief visit and a large explosion was heard shortly thereafter. So he blew up this Union Brotherhood of Electrical Workers Local Union building, or at least <laughs> tried to blow it up evidently. Somehow or another, the guy was so stupid, nothing went off or didn't actually blow up or just smoked a little bit or started a little fire. I don't know. But supposedly, this is a big deal because he went with these and put them all over the place. So, he left after only a brief visit. According to a statement from Thornton Police, firefighters and the Adams County Sheriff both responded to the scene but could not find a suspect. No injuries were reported. Then, at around 9 a.m., Thornton police responded to a structure fire at the hall where they found that Apodaca had fatally shot Martinez. That's his, his wife, Melissa. I don't know if she's, I guess, she's got two names. <laughs> See, that's just what's weird. Before killing himself, they said. An investigation later revealed that Apodaca had directed Martinez. This is the part that I wanted to show you. They were in on it together because... It was the, the, the wife, Melissa Martinez, Abadaka. They said her name was Susanna, too. So that's four names. I guess that's something that Spanish individuals will do. They'll keep their maiden name. That drove the truck, a black pickup, to the window of the worship hall. Abadaka then broke the window and threw three, one similar to the bucket, like used at the IBEW Local 68 building. After dropping the devices, both Apodaca and Martinez got out of the car. Police say it was at this point that Apodaca killed Martinez and himself. So, this is another thing I find very difficult to believe. I know that people do get to a place at, at some point you know, in their lives where they, they can't handle it anymore, they commit suicide. And there are certainly people that will put a backpack on there, you know, and or, or you know, sacrifice themselves in, in like a terrorist does or whatever. Of course, we found out a lot of these backpacks over there in Iraq were, that again, was all staged just to start a war. So I don't know how many people are running around willingly just blowing themselves up. If you were going to do something, it would be very difficult, I would think, to pull the trigger, even if you decided to do it. And it seems even more difficult that two people would both agree, okay, you kill me, and then you kill yourself, right? And they were, but at the same time, be sane and, you know, working together and proficient enough to make these, they both knew about it, they backed up the truck, and they threw them in the window. Again, this does not seem like an ordinary witness. It doesn't seem likely it doesn't seem likely for any human being to just do something like this the way it happened. It doesn't seem normal. I think that I could see where if you wanted to end your life, you were, you know, maybe you'd be in a car and you'd just turn the wheel and it'd be over in a minute. Right? I could even see committing a suicide on yourself, but to your wife, that would be that you, in order to your wife and yourself, You'd have to have blamed your wife as well, I would think. And in this case, it looks like they're both in on. They were both disfellowship. They were both grieving and angry at witnesses specifically, and this area and this place where they worked that were probably run by was witnesses as well. They were mad at all of them. Or, as we said, the whole thing is staged. And his name Enoch and her name Melissa is stage names. Authorities later found all three incendiary devices and they were rendered safe and collected. And besides, they, after going through all the trouble to make these incendiary 
devices. None of them worked. So, according to Thornton Police, authorities served a search warrant at Apodaca and Martinez's house in Westminster. There, they say they found the making materials as well as the personal items labeled and organized for distribution to family members. Now, this goes deep, right? I mean, think about it. They're going to send out these other... They had more of them. And they were going to send them to family members, but they never accomplished it? Well, didn't they know that they were going to go to the Kingdom Hall that day and they wouldn't be able to accomplish it? So they had planned to do something they didn't do. It seems more likely that this is just for us, for our eyes only. It's something staged for us to read and think, oh my goodness, they were going to do this, that, and the other thing, but they didn't do any of it. None of these things ever went off. Nobody got hurt. Although these individuals, Enoch and Melissa, stage names, we don't know who they really were. You know, somebody should go to that particular hall and start interviewing these and find out if any of the, 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 the little grunts know anything about this person. Whoever, if they were ever called that, that's their real name, or, or if this actually happened. I would be very interested in finding out the truth about this. But the Thornton police said the attacks appear to be a result of personal issues that Abadaka had with his employer and the couple's own issues with the Kingdom Hall. I think they were related. And what do you think that might be? If there was, if this was a real situation, if they drove them to that kind of insanity. But again, guys, I think this was, what do you want to say? S-T-A-G-E-D. Both Abadaka and Martinez had been members of Jehovah's Witnesses congregation. Now listen, but were no longer welcome. Why did they say that? Why didn't they just say they were disfellowshipped? Because if they weren't welcome, I guarantee they were disfellowshipped. That's how it works. They do not, if they had been baptized members and they're no longer welcome, they're disfellowshipped. But they won't say that because it's a media blitz. They want to change people's minds and what they want you to do is feel sorry for those witnesses that terrible people are coming out of the woodwork trying to take them out. And something's got to be done, you know? We need uh, to get rid of the Second Amendment or we need to, to pity witnesses and start feeling sorry for them. They're the victim, right? They're not the perpetrators. They're not the pedophiles. They're the victims. You see what I'm saying? There may have been earlier warning signs of violence. Court records show Apodaca was fired from his employment with Sturgeon Electric Company in June of 2021. Later, he reportedly told a union representative that he would shoot his wife and the rep before coming after the people responsible at Sturgeon. Well, what, what idiot would run around broadcasting and telling everybody what he was going to do? I mean, yeah, it could have slipped out. He might have privately spoke to somebody about this. But come on, this guy botched this whole thing. This is real. None of the things went off. Uh, he never mailed the ones that he was supposed to mail. Oopsie. And he had a, a restraining order that he legally was under for a long time, for about a year. This is all very strange. The other thing is we already know that the man and his wife were both in on the pipe things that he threw at the hall because they both did it together. She backed up the truck and he threw them in, right? So they were doing it together. So if they were doing it together, then why is he going to threaten to kill her? None of this makes sense. The conversation with the union representative was recounted in court filings made by the representative of Sturgeon who asked a court for a protection order against the Abba Daka in December of 2021. Digital court records did not make clear whether the protection order was granted. That's interesting that they didn't find if it was granted or not. Additionally, there is no record of anyone attempting to file an extreme risk protection order against Abadaka, which could have resulted in his access to being revoked. If an ERPO is granted, a judge can require a person to relinquish their, you know, for a period of a year or longer. During that time, they also ban from buying any new ones. Blah, blah, blah. ERPO petitions, also known as red flag cases, are rare in Adams County. Huh? 
Erpo petitions, also known as red flag cases, are rare in Adams County. I don't, I don't even know what that means. Are they admitting it now? <laughs> Local authorities also attempted to take firearms from one person after the Erpo law was instituted in 2020. Hmm. A representative for Sturgeon declined to comment. Representatives for IBEW Local Union 68. So I guess he worked for Sturgeon and then the other thing is the, the, the local union office or something. I really don't know here. But it says which was named in the court case as Abadaka's union didn't immediately respond. Previously, Abadaka was charged in 2002 in a felony theft case which was dismissed after he pleaded not guilty. Dismissed. Why do you suppose it was dismissed? These things are never dismissed unless he has connections with the King Hall and he might have doing, been doing the thievery as part of a operation by this organization. I don't know, just saying. So, and Martinez's identities were released by the Adams County Office Coroner, which said the cause of death remains under investigation. So, in conclusion, um, something's going on. I didn't just sit here for 46 minutes rambling on and nothing be wrong with the situation. I saw many things that didn't look right and they're out of place. Um, the least of, of all, we could say this, that these individuals were driven to this insanity, committing suicide together. We know that they did it together because of all of the tremendous injustice that they must have gone through. I mean, probably not only losing his job, which is how you make a living in Maybe he even lost his house and went bankrupt. Who knows because of it? Says they were living in an apartment or something when they went to do the warrant. But they probably lost everything. But worse than that, they lost their religion, belief in their own internal beliefs. Now they were so upside down and confused, depressed, literally rocked to their core. They couldn't climb out. It was a torturous place to be. It had to have been. You know, I've been there. Okay, maybe not in their situation, but I've lost everything to these people. I've watched hundreds, if not more, give their testimony of what it felt like to lose everything. And then on top of that, all of your family, not only do you lose contact with them, association and their love and their their kind words but you literally are a hermit you have no one you don't know what to do and they and that shame that they put on you it's a shame it can it, you know if, if you just killed somebody it did they'd be out of their misery but when you do that it's like you're putting upon an individual a great deal of guilt and shame that doesn't belong there and can drive them insane and that's very likely what happened. But there are a lot of other inconsistencies. And I'm beginning to wonder if it wasn't some kind of a S-T-A-G-E-D. E-V-E-N-T. I know it sounds a little out there. But I did not know that Jehovah's Witnesses created Hollywood either. I did not know how many businesses, how many multi-billion dollar companies they own and control. And I didn't know any of this when I first started. And if this is the first time you ever watched my videos, you might think, well, I don't know if I can believe all that. Well, I've done a lot of videos and I've proven everything we stated in this video today. The only thing that we don't have real actual proof of is whether or not this particular event itself was S-T-A-G-E-D. But there are lots of things that... One of the things I noticed that I don't think I mentioned was when that broadcast went out 24 hours in advance of this event, they said a lot of peculiar things, but one of them was that many of these events, and they were talking about many of these occurrences that affect the brethren, 
Well, why are all these events, what are they talking about, Sandy Hook or, or, or something else like that? Why are all these events affecting the brethren? And why is it that he's mentioning those events in the same breath as this particular event that he was describing that would possibly, he says, we're gonna have it. It's gonna happen on a kingdom hall. I just find that to be too big of a coincidence along with all the other coincidences that we find in all the statements and the the discongruity, the time not being right and, and you know, we don't even know if any of this really even happens. Wouldn't the police have to be in on it if they are covering up the time? I don't know. I'm not saying that it, it is, but I'm just saying there's all kinds of possibilities here. You know, I really do believe that police falsify records and documents and then they'll go and interview somebody and not realize that an actual person saw it happen at 7 or whatever noises that he thought saw going on. It happened at 7 and now they're saying at 9. I don't know why they would change that date. Maybe it's just a, a little mistake. But I guarantee that something crazy with these people because they are sending out letters telling everybody to empty their bank accounts and sending all their, send all their money to the tower. They're selling kingdom halls and then taking the money and running. They're trying to get all the king. I think they're going to stop having kingdom halls and anything else. Even if the world went on, you know how the world is automizing everything and so they so they don't need workers at Walmart or, you know, we're all going automated like Amazon and eBay. So we don't need jobs, jobs, jobs anymore. Therefore, we have to have a deep pop elation. Well, I just wonder if that's not kind of what's going on with them too. They're selling all the kingdom halls, cashing in all their money, and it'll just become a digital company. Well, it'll just, instead of having people passing out magazines, they can just Push a button. It'll go out on your phone screen or YouTube or something. Anyway, I'm going to go ahead and go, guys. I hope you guys have a really wonderful evening. May the Lord bless you. And we'll see you tomorrow. Have a good one.